2020, episode 98. Have 2020 Vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Happy Monday, everybody. It's Ray Eaton, your host of ION 2020, the source that you come to daily for the news and the related events for the 2020 election. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, hopefully, you had a great weekend. I know I did. I didn't really get do much or do much of anything, actually. Went to a little festival on Friday evening, but then the uh, rest of the weekend, we pretty much just hung out around the house, which was fun. And I hope you guys had, you know, exciting weekends, whatever you did. That That's great. And uh, thank you for coming back and listening today. I appreciate you. If you're a first-time listener, this show is a libertarian look at the 2020 elections. So what I do is I take a take the uh, candidates that are running, Democrats, Republicans, third parties, you know, libertarians and so forth. I take them and uh, critique them from a libertarian perspective so that you can have all the information that you need uh, so that when you go to the voting booth on in November of 2020, you will have the right information that you need to make a make a clear, concise decision. Or if you don't vote, you know at least you'll be able to have conversations with your friends about these particular candidates and know where they stand on the issues, right? Because your friends and your family are probably going to know a little bit about what's going on in these elections right now. Because I was I was reading a couple articles over the weekend, and one of the articles that I was reading it was actually a poll that was done by Fox News, and they were saying that. Um, they were, they were just showing how interested people are in the 2020 elections right now. And, you know, they, they've been they've been asking this question since 2016. And back then it was like 7 or 8% of people that were actually interested in the election, right? Uh, in the 2020 election. How, how interested are you in the 2020 elections? That, I think that was the exact framing of the question. And people, you know, 7% said that they were actually interested very interested, they had not interested at all, and so forth. Somewhat interested, they had that as well. And right now, it's somewhere around like 57% of people are very interested in the 2020 elections. And then you get into the Democrats, I think it was even higher than that. And the reason why is just because um, there is a lot of excitement going being built right now around these 24, I think it was, I counted the other day, 24 candidates that are running in the presidential elections. So to me, that's uh, hopefully that's good for my show because the people are becoming more and more interested in it. But hopefully, it's good for the show from you know helping people to understand the libertarian message. Though that's kind of my goal is to bring in some people that may not normally listen to libertarian podcasts by covering some of these candidates on the left, right? Covering some of these libertarian or these uh, not libertarian but these democratic candidates. I want to cover them in a way that maybe. I can help people to understand the libertarian message of non-aggression, of peace among people. You know, those are those are issues that I think Democrats can get behind because they're always talking about you know helping out their neighbors and helping out 
people, but they want to do it through the government a lot of times. They, they're all about the idea of helping people. That's the, it seems like that's the democratic message is we want to help the poor. We want to help people, but the libertarian message is very similar to that. We want to help people, but in a way that, you know, through a nonviolent way and using government to get your will to get things done is a violent way. It's, you know, we do it, we confiscate people's wealth, we give it to other people, and we do it through the use of force if we have to. And to me, that's not a message that is moral, but it's definitely not a message that, that'll work in the future, going down the road. I mean, it causes division, it causes tribalism, it causes people to fight over that power that's, that's up there in the federal government or in the state governments. It causes people to try to utilize that government to use force against their neighbors. And that's just not the right way to do it. That is, to me, that's not a, a moral system. It's not a just system. And maybe, maybe I can help some of these Democrats to see that. And that's why I've been doing this show. That's why I think it'll be good for um, our movement as libertarians if, we, if I can just get people that are Democrats, people that are on the left to listen to the show by covering some of their issues, you know? And uh, sometimes we agree with them, though. On, on anti-war issues, you are starting to see now more and more of these Democrats that are becoming anti-war, and the reason why is because they do have a Republican in office, so they can criticize him. I mean, they hate Donald Trump, so anything that he does... Now, they're not going to criticize Afghanistan, they're not going to criticize Iraq as much, not going to criticize Yemen, not going to criticize things that are going in, like, Somalia places like that because those are things that were going on even during the Barack Obama presidency so they would be implicating their guy as well as implicating Donald Trump uh, now they can go for anything new that he's done in those places but they can't really go after him too much but in Venezuela and Iran you know the trade war in China they can go after those things as bad policies as bad foreign policies as blunders that this administration is making to kind of show chaos in his in his uh, administration and then that's going to, that, I mean, they'll go after him on that. So you're starting to see more and more of the left starting to get back towards that anti-war message. And, you know, we'll go right along with them on that. We'll agree with them on those things as libertarians. But we will go hard against them on these ideas of socialism, on these ideas of government confiscation of wealth, on these ideas of a controlled economy, things like that. Those are things that we can challenge them on, but we can agree on certain things. That's fine. I I think that's good to agree with people when when they're te- when they're saying the right things. I will. I mean, I'll praise Elizabeth Warren when I start seeing these tweets about you know foreign policy and you know us not getting involved in Venezuela, us not getting involved in Iran. I'll praise her for those. But I will also go after her hard when I see her tweets about, you know, confiscating the wealth of the top 1%, having these wealth taxes, and, you know, there's lots of things that she, there's lots of ideas that she has that are, I mean, they're, they're socialist ideas confiscating the confiscating wealth of people i mean that that's one thing but also this free college tuition idea these these are things that are they sound good but they're not proposals that are good for our country they're not proposals that 
And I've gone over these things on, on different shows as well. So you can go back through the 97 previous episodes and just listen to some of the things. I usually, I usually put the topic, obviously, in the title. So if you see anything about free college tuition, if you see anything about some of these welfare programs that they're have having I, I go over those things a little bit more in depth but those are things that I will challenge challenge these people on in some ways not not that they're sitting there listening to my show not that they're reading my tweets or anything like that because I don't really I don't tweet that often to be honest with you guys I do show I do tweet any of the news articles that I find I tweet a lot of the um any show that I publish and so forth and every so often I'll comment on their on the different candidates and what they're saying just because a lot of times they are way out in left field on some of these ideas. Andrew Yang with his um, universal basic income idea I mean I've, I've challenged that, that before but I'm not out there tweeting all the time but my idea is to just get this show out there, talk about these candidates, talk about their ideas, their campaign ideas, the things that they're trying to you know bring to this country and critique them from a libertarian perspective because we have it i mean we have it right in the sense that ideal ideal ideologically speaking we're consistent we don't believe in violence so if that's the case if we believe in in non-aggression then you can't steal from your neighbor and you can't ask somebody else to steal for your from your neighbor to get what you want I don't know what it was. I was listening to a podcast and there was a book and I wish I could remember what it was, but the I think one of the opening chapters they talk about a person goes to a in that in that particular book someone goes to like a town hall meeting and he stands up and he says, "Listen. You know, you guys know that I'm poor. You guys know that I'm having some problems and stuff like that. And you know I've worked hard to ask you guys for charity." But the thing is, is that charity that you're giving me, it's just not enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get these guys right here to pass a law that says that you guys have to help me out even more. You guys, I'm going to have them pass a law that says that if you don't give me more money to help out, if you guys don't force my employer to give me more money, then I'm going to go ahead and... um, you know, I'm going to get them to pass this law. So, I mean, to me, you would never get up in front of your, at a town hall event and say anything like that, right? You wouldn't, but you do it secretly at the ballot box, though. You do it constantly at the ballot, every time you're voting. When a, when a person says that they're going to give free college tuition to people, if they're going to say that they're going to give out a universal basic income, if they're going to say they're going to give out free ch- health care, they're going to say all that stuff, all you're doing is saying to your neighbor, you know, at the ballot box, you're saying, yeah, I want to take your wealth and give it to somebody else because I think that's the right thing to do with it. And that's wrong. That's That's theft. And that's wrong. So we would; those are things that we would never do in the real world. You never walk up to somebody and just point a gun at them and say, "Give me your money." But you'll damn sure let the police do that or the IRS do it. And to me, that's just wrong. So anyway, that's why I'm doing this show is just to bring some bring some issues to light. I think by covering the 2020 election with all of these Democrats, you have 24 of them right now. I think the um, over the weekend or it was late last week actually. Uh, the governor of New York even got into it. I'll do a show on him soon. 
uh, he decided to throw it, or not the governor, the mayor, Bill de Blasio, I think it is, he uh, decided to get it. New York City, he decided to go ahead and run for president also. So, I mean, people are just getting into this race, like everybody. Somebody posted on Facebook, like, who isn't in the race now? You know, like, everybody. The only one that hasn't gotten in is Hillary Clinton. You wonder why she hasn't gotten into it yet. She might as well. She probably has more chance to get the nomination now than she would have. I mean, she obviously got it last time. But, you know, like, this horse race of these candidates that are, you know, trying to get this nomination. Like, there's so many in there now. It's kind of watered it down a little bit. But I think the the point that they're trying to do is have so many people that it kind of dominates the media, dominates the news cycle, so that these left-wing ideas that they're trying to push, they can move they can move the population a little bit more to the left by throwing out all these ideas and throwing out these ideas of dependency and so forth. Dependency on when I say that dependency, dependency on government. So anyway, that's that's uh that's why i'm doing this show so if you like what you hear go ahead and subscribe and then you can go ahead and uh, leave me a five-star rating review if you really like what you hear you can also follow me on iintheempire.com and you could also uh facebook and twitter i'm there if you just type in i on the empire as well now what i what i wanted to talk about today is i actually posted this on the website i on the empire and i'll put a link onto this in the show notes page as well but I and the Empire, I, I put I was just looking through Rasmussen.com, and they do the Rasmussen reports. They do a daily tracking poll, and they're showing, as of Friday, they're showing Donald Trump is just the his strongly agree versus strongly disagree with him, or strongly support versus strongly you know like those ones that are going to support him strongly agree with him versus those that strongly disagree. That margin is going large growing larger by the day and it was all last week you could see it his support is going down 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 the entire week and you just have like i said i'm I'm linking to it in the show notes page but um his supporters he's losing his supporters fast and it happened all last week and what was being talked about all last week so what you find last week is what he was talking about was venezuela trade war with china and the war drums for iran right and when people are losing their support for the president that's gonna throw him into a tailspin if he's gonna just keep on beating the war drums in venezuela this trade war and so forth i think that this is gonna be bad for him i think that this is something that is a losing issue for him and you could see it through the graph that i published on the website last week you'll see it. I mean, you see a trend slightly going up over the course of the couple last couple months where people are supporting him a little bit more. Those that strongly approve of him is going up, trending upwards, and then all last week you just see it just take a nosedive. And those that strongly disapprove of him, it goes straight up almost to the point where the difference between the two is like before it was like they call it a the difference that the difference between the two is like they put it a negative or a positive. So if those that strongly agree with him is at thirty five and strongly disagree is at thirty six percent, then there'll be a one percent difference. So they'll put negative one. If it goes up, you know, if it's thir- if the strongly approve of him is at thirty four and the strongly disapprove is at thirty six, and they'll put a negative two. 
But if the strongly approve is 36 and the strongly disapprove is 34, then just put a 2, right? Um, so that number is was constantly around 4 or 5, where it was always higher, more people strongly disapprove of him than strongly approve, but it was like, you know, 2, 3, or 4 percent difference. Last week, when I posted that, it was 11 percent difference. 11 percent difference. The strongly approve is like 30 you know, 33% and the strongly disapprove was 11 points higher than that. That's insane that it changed that much over the course of a week. But what was he talking about the entire time? The entire week last week. It starts off talking about, you know, still on the Venezuela idea, trying to mingle in their elections, trying to push Maduro out, right? And then he's also talking about the trade war with China, and he's losing on that issue. He's He can't bring the Chinese back to the negotiating table at this point. And then he's also talking about building up in Iran, building up in the Middle East, sending ships there, sending 120,000 troops over there. That this, that this Saudi Arabian tanker and this Norwegian tanker were sabotaged. Like they're trying to build a case to go to war over there. And that is a losing issue for him. And you see it. Because this is a daily tracking pool. So every single day, Rasmussen calls 1,500 people and asks them how they feel about Trump. And they ask if you strongly approve or strongly disapprove. Or I think there's, there's somewhere in the middle as well. And his approval rating is going down, down, down because of that. And I think that if he does not get off this subject now, he's going he's gonna to lose a lot of supporters. Because he, a lot of the reason why he got elected in 2016 is because of this his criticism of the Iraq war, criticism of Afghanistan war and criticism of uh, foreign intervention in the first place. America first. That's what he talked about. If it's not our interest, we need to get out. And he has not gotten out of any of those wars. He hasn't gotten out of Syria. And now he's trying to build up more in Iran. Or you know, build up a case to go to war with Iran. Now, Iraq has already said, nope, you can't use us as a base. You can't use us as a as a um, stepping stone to get over there. You can't, we're, we're not going to allow you to have, you know, use our territory to launch a war in Iran. Saudi Arabia, yeah, they'll probably go along with it, but you can't, it'll be hard to get, you know, ground forces over there if that was the case. When they went to war against Iraq, they were using, they used Kuwait as a starting point, and I think they were negotiating with Turkey back then in order to use that area as a starting point as well because they need to build up troops and then they need to invade, right? But we do control Afghanistan. Will Afghanistan allow the United States to invade from the east? That's what you wonder. I I have no idea. And hopefully that this thing does not get much much more out of control, but we'll see. You know, that's that's what that's that's the thing is like Donald Trump is unpredictable. At the end of the week last week, they were talking about Donald Trump getting rid of, or talking about sacking John Bolton at this point because of his desire to go to war, always pushing to go to war. I mean, that guy, that guy, there is not a war that has happened that that guy is not interested in getting involved in. I mean, there could be a little skirmish out in, you know, up in Canada somewhere, and he wants to get involved in it. 
there could be a skirmish down somewhere in South America, and he's like, we need to take over that country. Like, he is all about invasion of countries. That's, I mean, the guy has never seen a war that he doesn't want to get involved in. And I think that Donald Trump, he does have the right instincts on this stuff, man. He does. You saw it during the campaign. He was willing to speak out and say that the Iraq war was a bad idea in South, you know, in South Carolina. And he won South Carolina. He was willing to say that. And you see it. Anti-war candidates always get popular. Ron Paul, 2008, 2012. Bernie Sanders, you know, 2016. Donald Trump wins. And he wasn't all anti-war. I mean, his main points were China. You know, China's taking advantage of us. Building a wall. Making America great again. And, you know, sometimes he would refer to foreign intervention being wrong. So those are the things that he ran on, and he ended up winning. And I think that the American people are going to hold him accountable to this thing if he ends up trying to invade Iran. And I think the last report, one of the last reports that I saw, you know, the last couple of days is that this guy, I mean, Donald Trump is now saying that he does not want to have a war with Iran. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, he's backing down a little bit. That's good. So hopefully he continues to back down on this idea. It'll probably see his 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 um, approval rating go up because of that. If he can get this thing under control, you know he 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 can ride a good economy into the into the twenty twenty elections, man. But the guy just cannot get out of his own way. So, um, but hey, that's all I really got for you guys today. I hope you. Uh, had a great weekend. I appreciate you coming out every day and listening. Share the show with your friends. You know, let's start a movement here. You know, that's what that's we could start a movement of, you know, bringing people to liberty from the left, from the right, wherever. Like, let's you know, we're covering. I'm covering this show on a daily basis, and that's what I want to do. Um, let's get this listenership up, continuing to grow, and you know, keep on coming back and listening, so you can have clear vision for 2020. And uh, that's what I'll do, you know. I'll, I'll bring you guys a clear, concise message every day about the libertarian movement, of what's going on with these candidates, and, you know, attack some of these people from the right point, from the right side, you know. And, and, and if, if Donald Trump is doing things wrong, I'll call him out on that as well. If any of these candidates are saying the wrong thing, I call him out constantly. So uh, that's what I'm going to do on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the show, and then come on back tomorrow, and you'll have clear vision for 2020.